Hi, I'm Molly. About a year ago, I released a short guidebook. It's the resource my husband and I wish we had had when a consumer DNA test revealed he had a grown biological daughter he never knew about. In it, I advocate a slow, mindful plan of action, one that considers the impact on the marriage and existing family unit every step of the way. I've been surprised that this is sometimes seen as controversial, but I also understand firsthand just how emotional and complex surprise discoveries can be for everyone involved. This podcast is a platform for wives to share what this experience has been like for them and how it has impacted their marriage and family dynamic. I hope hearing their stories will help other wives feel supported during what can be a profoundly painful and lonely experience. So let's meet today's guest. Good morning. Today we have Skylar. Skylar, welcome. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. Tell us about your experience and how your husband found out he had a biological daughter he didn't know about and what that was like for your family, what it was like for your marriage, and how you handled the discovery. Thanks for having me. Um, this is not, <laughs> it's not easy talking about because it brings so much up. We discovered my husband was away on a trip. Out of the blue, someone, a family member reached out to him and said, you know, I've got this weird ancestry 23andMe match. I don't know where it's coming from. I can't figure it out. You know, it's, is it your generation? Is it my dad's generation? Because it was, nobody knew. So his family decided to do a little, you know, asking questions about investigative work as to who it belonged to. And my husband realized as things started unfolding that it was him. And he was in shock. He wasn't sure. I think he was in denial also. Looking back, he said, you know, I felt there would only be one way that it could be mine. And all of the instances fell into place, all of the details, circumstances, timing, everything fell into place. And he realized, yeah, it's me. She's mine. Um, he, he accepted it and he called me and he says, you know, um, I think something's happened. And there was something about the way he told me. And I knew that it had happened before us that I was, I was almost, okay, fine. We're going to figure this out because my husband and I always had a very, very strong, strong, very loyal, honest relationship because of how we grew up. We came together deliberately. It was a very conscientious choice in how we were going to raise our children and how we were going to be married. And I was like, okay, we can do this. Um, and then he started the process of talking to her and finding out and they decided to go through with an actual legal paternity test so we just kept moving forward could you step back just a moment and share if you mm -hmm. don't mind uh, yeah. just how long you've been married and if you want to share what your family looked like how many children you have um we've been married when we found her it was 26 
I don't even remember the date, the year anymore, but it, it's been roughly three to four years. So we had been married about 26 years, maybe together, 28, 29. We had two children, um, pretty much adults, not necessarily out of the house. One was, one wasn't. But in that process of starting to appreciate the fact that we just had each other and we could start doing things together, not necessarily trying to take care of children anymore. And that's that was where we were physically, emotionally. We were ready to be a couple again, you know, without those day-to-day responsibilities of children. And it had always been really, really, actually really, really good, strong, solid. I mean, we had our disagreements about life, but we always seemed to know that no matter what we did and how we did it, we had the same goal in mind. So this was how I had approached it, this this new person in our lives. Um, And looking back, and I'm going to say this now because I think it's important, we recently, I don't know, in the last six months, read Molly's book. And my husband said, we did, I, and he said this, I did everything wrong. I did absolutely everything Molly says not to do. And then he looked at me and he said, you could have written this book. And I said, every woman, every wife that has gone through this could have written this book. And for me, it was almost as if I was hoping he would see some validation in the pain and the agony that I had, we had gone through was because it's universal. All of the feelings and emotions and trauma that we have gone through, everyone that has been put in this position, if they go too fast, experiences it almost exactly the same way. So we did everything wrong. We went way too fast. She was on our doorstep with her husband within weeks visiting us. And there were actually so many red flags about who we were versus who she was. And there was this incredible amount of arrogance and self-righteousness about who she was and that she deserved to have a part of our lives on her terms because of how, and I say this sarcastically, terrible her life was. And it was so offensive that I started to have to really, really think about my position because I was willing and open to bringing her in to our family and getting to know her and incorporating it because that was just instinctually who I was. It was just natural for me. But when this person came in and pushed and said, this is how it's going to be because it is my, it has been my, my life, my drive. She's known or she had known since she was, I don't know, maybe instinctually since she was nine or 10. And then it, she confirmed it when she was a young teen. And then her life's mission has been to find my husband. And rather than being respectful of our unit and our life she came in and just started saying I want my father I deserve my father my life was terrible you know it was cruel what happened to me I started becoming very very distant and I was like 
who is this person to assume that her pain is bigger and more important than anyone else's pain and the trauma that we've gone through to become adults? And there was no respect for our unit, our, our relationship. But I said, all right, let's give it some time. Let's see what happens. So we went out to visit her. And I had no say about what happened. Every day was planned. I showed up beside my husband. I was put in very uncomfortable, compromising positions. And I was supposed to smile. And I was supposed to be happy. And it got to the point by the end of the week that I had, I had had enough. I had had enough of being dragged around and told that I should be happy and accepting. And I started pushing back and I started speaking up. And then that became wrong. And then it became about my husband treating me as the enemy because I, I didn't have my that grounding person that I had relied on because he had become so consumed and driven by giving this stranger everything, everything without getting to know her first. And that's what happened for the first six months to a year is that I would, I would push back and he would get angry at me. Well, we need to do this for her. And I'm like, but what about us? And I was supposed to not have an opinion. It felt like oftentimes and just just go along with it. There started to be some understanding by my husband of what it was doing to us when he started maybe not distancing himself from her, but starting to see her more as, an, as a human being rather than this light, shining light of pure perfectness, you know? And things started to change a little bit. Um, he wanted to be there for me, but he didn't know how. And then I started discovering that in his attempt to bring her into the fold, he shared with her things about me and my life that were special to me, that I only share and give to other people when I feel safe with that. And it was subtle things like we'd be having, because I was always told, well, let's, let's, let's do this together. And then she'd say something and I'd say, I didn't tell her that. Where did she get to know that? Well, I told her because I thought it would help the relationship. And it was so offensive to me that he was giving her everything. She was becoming his confidant. And when we had an issue, she would know about it. There were so many boundaries broken and rules broken because of his need to pacify status for a please her that it broke us. It broke who we were. And sometimes it's so overwhelming to think about this unit that we had. And I started pushing back. I got louder and louder about it. I don't remember exactly at what point he started really, really seeing it. And, and he apologized and he felt bad. And we started changing the rules and setting up boundaries. And at one point we had said, 
or he had told her because I couldn't, I, I didn't have a voice because he always had to sugarcoat, make things delicate. So she wasn't getting hurt. So it was, it became that he would, it was like, we, we couldn't have an intimate moment anymore because she was texting him so much and talking to him so much. And when important things were having happening in our lives, he was giving it to her rather than me. So we decided to set up some boundaries, which he, he struggled with boundaries because he feels that my boundaries were different than his boundaries, but he should respect his and not mine. We asked for some time because I couldn't do it. I, I, I needed to step, I needed him to step away from it for him to clear his head. And because he hadn't established some boundaries, she went to some family members about the struggle that we were having. And she asked them, what am I, what's going on? What's, what are we doing? And she went to people that were intimate in our relationship, our family, not her family, and compromised who we were as a unit and our privacy. And I, I, I screamed at him and I said, it has to stop. She can't just walk in. And it was because he hadn't established boundaries. And he let her in through all of the texting and the giving and the constant calling. And I was, I said, it's stop. It's too much. Why? Why? And she found this need because of what he had given her that she needed to protect him from me. That if we had an argument, she felt the need to defend him or excuse his behavior because it was he was just a good person and I needed to see that. And I started realizing that she was stepping into a position of intimacy with my husband that she should not have. And it was a violation of our, of our marriage. And he couldn't see it. He couldn't see it. So there was, it, it was always, it was always about giving to her. And I felt like I was the bad person all the time. Things started changing. I don't know when or how, but he started saying, you know, you're right. She needs to take some responsibility. I need to take some responsibility for the things that I did and what she did. And we started changing, I think, on the surface, how we were going to approach things, where we had new rules and new boundaries. And I would show up the way that I was, I did my part. It was, I, I, there was a contract and this is how I was going to show up and everybody was going to do it. But what I realized was that I still felt like the third wheel, third person where I was supposed to be one and two, I was the third one. And that's how I felt. It may not have been that way, that it felt like a game to me. Because I did my part, but then I found that it wasn't, I don't think, my husband. She would still do things separate from us, even though the contract said this is how we were supposed to do it together. And telephone calls, we had agreed, were supposed to be the three of us. Well, I would show up and the conversations were about them. And my husband would say, well, but you're there. You need to participate. There was no room for me. So I, I, it's been a push-pull because sometimes I would just walk back off of it and say, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, why can't you do it? You need to show up. 
I'm like, I show up, but because of the relationship that you guys have built independently of me, I told him it was, and this is going to give my whole life away. I said, I felt like in high school where I was invited to the party because I was so-and-so's friend, but I had to sit on the bench and watch the activity because I didn't know anything about anybody or what they had done. You know, it felt, it wasn't my life. It was their life. And my husband wanted everybody to come together. And you would think at this point, after so long, it would be that way. But I think it's because they went so fast and there was no validation for the pain and the loss I felt of this intimacy with my husband. And I didn't know how to get it back. I still sometimes don't know how to get it back. I think everybody thought they were doing their part, but it became very, very obvious to me when they, after they had discussed it, which was a lot of what happened, is they came to me and said that they had decided it was time that she call him dad. And, and it, it, I felt like the walls were closing in on me and there was water rushing and I couldn't see, and I couldn't hear, and I couldn't breathe. And I said, what? Wait a minute. You've decided? And I said, but why didn't somebody ask me? And I got, well, why should we ask you? This isn't about you. And I said, but it is about me. It is about my life and my children and my husband and the unit we have. And I said, it's not that I don't want you to, but I wanted some respect for who we were and our lives. There is an, there was an, is an intimacy with your husband when you bring children into the world and you live your life with this vision of your children call him dad no one else. And it tends, in my mind, to minimalize that bond and that unity and that sanctity of marriage and relationship that we consciously built when the two of them decided that it was just time, that that's what they wanted and they were going to move on. My husband to this day doesn't get it. He still just doesn't understand it. And I said, it's not about understanding. It's about accepting and, and realizing how hard it is for you to give so much to someone. And I don't want to, I never want to take away from his need to give her the person that she find, she feels she needs in her life. That's never been it. I want to give him the ability to do that. But at the same time, I feel like my feelings have been minimalized so much throughout this whole process. And I think that if everybody can come together as, as this triad and see that nobody wants to exclude anybody, everybody just wants validation. Everybody just wants to say that your pain should not trump my pain. And that you should step aside because I'm more important. There needs to 
be some acceptance from all parties. And I think if more people could come together that way, it would make the process so much easier, so much more healthy. So maybe somebody can hear that. I never wanted to take away from the pain that she had, but the driving force to have what she needed, just, it was like somebody steamed over this beautiful garden that I had built for her to come in and plant her tree, if that makes sense. Validation would be important, I think. My children initially, I think were angry at me. And that's hard to hear because they thought that I just didn't want her. But I think part of it is because they're not in it all the time. But I think after a while, they started seeing what it's done to their parents and the pain that we experience every day, almost still to this day, is that they finally spoke up and they don't have a lot of respect for her. They don't like her. They want to because I've raised them to take people and accept them for who they are. But I think they're at a point in that they see what it's done to our relationship. And I know that was hard, really hard for my husband to hear that they don't like her. And what does he do with that? What do we do with that? Because his vision is to have a complete, whole, cohesive, everybody together. And then maybe he's starting to realize that that can't happen. Not right now, at least. Um, there have been so many times over the course of these three plus four years where the talk of pure hopelessness, divorce, walking away, that seems to be what seems to sit at the forefront of my consciousness and my husband's all the time because there's been so much pain and trauma from this process. But there's so much love still because of what we used to have and how glorious and beautiful and, and it was like a warm blanket that is sort of gone anymore because of all of it. I always wanted to have a voice and be me and say, you know what? You, the bio daughter, I wanted to say, you need to stop. You need to back off. You need to, you've overstepped your bounds. You, you, you're not respecting us. But I've never been given that opportunity because of how protective my husband is of her. And I think maybe he's starting to realize that protecting her has put us at risk. Us as our family, the life we've built. And, and I want her to start taking some responsibility and realizing what she has done is, and I don't want to blame her, we're all part of this, but it's hard to explain in that, you know, she's an adult. She's an adult. You can't 
protect her all the time because if she doesn't know the truth, how can she change? And I'm tired of taking on being bigger and better and nicer. And I, I don't know how to do it anymore. I just don't know how to do it anymore. Skylar, I mean, that was all powerful and I feel and hear your emotion. I think you put into words what a lot of us experience and what really stood out to me is you want him to be protective of you. Yeah. I always thought he was. And maybe in some cases, I've always been strong enough to be able to handle it. But because of everything that has happened, I am so fragile anymore. I don't have that support, that rock, that, that foundation anymore. And I know he's, he's, he's told me, I've never witnessed it, is that he will go to her and say, you know, you need to realize this is my wife. This is my life. And this isn't from her. This is what he tells me is that she's like, why are you constantly making excuses for her? Why are you constantly trying to protect her? So I know that he's trying, but maybe it's her being blind to the fact that that is what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to protect me. He's not supposed to make excuses for me. He shouldn't have to, to tell her I'm important. She should just out of respect for the fact that she's in a relationship, that that bond should be number one. And I think sometimes maybe she loses sight of that and she's looking at it from this little girl that's lost and wants something. And she hasn't had ability to put herself maybe in a, a wife's position. Maybe she has, and she just thinks that I'm not the right person for this or him. I don't understand it anymore, but I just know that everything about who my life was supposed to be, the rules that we established, the future we planned for, it's sort of gone. And in my nature, I'm sort of like, you know what? This is the way it is. We need to move forward with it. But it's like nobody asked me. Nobody asked me how I wanted to move forward with this. It was, I needed to step aside and just be okay with whatever they decided. Maybe that's not true, but it's how I felt. It's tell how I feel sometimes. She has children, two grandchildren. And, you know, I, I listened to other people talking about this and somebody said, there's things that come up that you didn't even know existed. And it's so much about that. So I don't even know what to do with it. I don't know how to deal with emotion that I didn't even know existed. And it's threatening and it's scary. We're raised to, with social norms of how you respect people and you treat people. No one has, there's no guidelines, there's no rules, there's no books on how to move forward through this. So when something comes up, it's not that we're trying to hurt anybody. We're just trying to navigate that primal 
feeling of who, what is this? And there's no answers and there's no books. And there's no, that person you used to lean on and go to for comfort and guidance is gone. So it feels like you're standing there by yourself trying to reach out and nobody's hearing you because you're being irrational. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. And yes, I'm irrational, but I don't understand it. And I need something to hold on to. And it's gone. It's gone. Skylar, will your husband hear this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to hear it. And the thing is, this isn't anything that I haven't told him. I've told him all of these things to try and reach him, to try and find him again. You know, I've never really questioned our relationship and that how pure it was. I mean, granted, we've had issues like everybody has issues. But because of who I was growing up, when I decided to give him my heart, it was, it was because I trusted. I trusted. And it's maybe me struggling with the new normal. And sometimes I wonder if I have what it takes. I used to think I was strong enough for it. I don't know anymore sometimes. I've never been one to put myself on display. I'm a very, very private person. And I keep my feelings to myself unless I know I can trust. Um, but stepping outside of my comfort zone to do this podcast and being vulnerable and real, I hope, I hope that it gives somebody some comfort, maybe a virtual hug to know that they're not alone. And that even though you don't understand it, and it's so foreign to feel what you feel, there's no name for it sometimes, that you're okay. We're all okay. And maybe we're laying the groundwork for people who come after us, who feel lost. And you know that even though we don't have the answers, but you're not alone in what you're feeling we all feel it and that was the that was the funny part when I first started reading and listening it was it's just so universal it's so just across the board real what you're feeling so take comfort in that take comfort in that that what you're feeling is real well thank yeah. you Skylar I I know this wasn't easy. It's not easy to listen to either. And uh, I'm giving you a hug across Thank the screen. You. If you'd like to be part of a future episode, please email me at molly at fatherdaughterdnamatch.com. You can also share feedback or part of your story via the voice message link on the homepage. Be sure to hit subscribe so that you'll be notified about new episodes. Thanks for listening.